You look like. Oh my god, text! No, you haven't. I have. It's a question or a plug, Smitty. Alright, here we go. Here we go. It's the Talking Smith Podcast. You. Craig, very little. I'm a midterm, so I'm just uh, your life here. I know, and we're going for pints today. And we I'm are going for fucking pints. buzzing for it. We've held off, so we don't go too early. But uh, I wanted to go earlier. Like you did want to go to Bridge we're open locally. We're not in Belfast at the minute, so oh, we could be though. We could have been. <laughs> we could have been, but then a few stragglers wanted to join in on day pints back at home. So uh, here we go, man. Frankie Mac. Oh right, he's joining us. Um, I believe David Mullins coming. Mm-hmm. Who the infamous David? A Natalia captor that works in Tamnies. Um, Can't say no and more. And I think her fella's coming to meet us at some stage. Mm-hmm. And a Seanine Kelly, I think, is coming. Class. Buzzing. So, mm. But I don't think she's drinking. She's a wedding this weekend. Where are we she's going? bridesmaid. We're just going to the Moy, I think. I'm actually doing a gig with Sean Haggerty in the Moy. When's that? 26th of November. PBs, is it? Very good. Mm-hmm. Making the big... Like local big, debut, boy. Big time, like. No, fuck. PB's a good spot. PB's is a good spot. I'm looking forward to it. I must, I must go in there. I, I, I like the Moy. Moy's is a great spot uh, to get to. Getting, getting home, home is though is a fucking different issue. Wednesday night might be too bad, like. But <laughs> fuck, I don't know. <laughs> it depends what time we drop. What will happen is I'll go for a gravy chip and you'll never see me again. I understand. I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go, like I'll, go, <laughs> I'll go to pizza and just disappear. Yeah. Probably Grimley's house, no doubt. Pizza at home. Ah, uh, pizza home, boy. Can you deliver a pizza back to my house and take me with you? I uh, hear. I've paid a lot more money <laughs> to get home from... I've paid £100 some nights to get home from the fucking way, like. It's bad, like. I don't run home from Belfast one night. Did you? Got a taxi. No, I got a taxi home from <laughs> Belfast one night. Yeah. Uh, when I was still living at home. Um, We were down for a friend of mine, her hen party was a... Big gay hen party, so it was, mm-hmm. but they had it on Pride. Yeah. So it was actually the night of Bapper's gig in the Hill of the O'Neill, mm-hmm. and we played fairly early on in the day, and I hung about and got, like, the six o'clock bus. Mm-hmm. But because we were playing, we were backstage with a load of free drink, mm-hmm. and I got the six o'clock bus and got a half bottle of Buckfast <laughs> on the bus. Yes. This is only a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And they blocked by the time we got to, by the time I got down to Anya and Michelle's flat, and... um. I remember being in, we went to the limelight, and something kind of came over me where I was like, I am fucked here. <laughs> but I know I have to sleep on a sofa tonight. Mm-hmm. So I just walked out, and he goes, do you want to take me to Dungannon? Mm-hmm. And it was like 75 or 80 quid, so it was. Mm-hmm. I got chicken, too. <laughs> I remember fucking one night, we met big Stevie Galvin, big bear, we call him. We're in Belfast one night, and we spent £95 chicken licking. Class. And it was the best night of my life. Because we just sat in that corner eating chicken for about three That's hours. That's £95 worth of chicken. Is it all their stock, is it? I just, uh, they were like, what do you want? Yes. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking everything. Great but stuff. You, I fucking, you're, you're our teacher too, like, aren't you? Just this year. Just this um, year. I wouldn't be, I'm not a teacher in the sense that I went through all of the... The PGC. The shit. correct routes, uh, yeah. Um, I... With the pandemic coming in, I was, I was self-employed previous to that, and mm-hmm. I worked in school, self-employed, mm-hmm. teaching drama. Yes. And using sort of, I suppose, theatre techniques and drama techniques to educate the kids on issue-based subjects like mm. racism, uh, e-safety, antisocial behaviour. Through That was through a company over in Donutmore, and then I had my own wee bit on the side. Mm-hmm. And then that all fell to shit. Yeah. And luckily then my aunt, in law, well, she's married to my uncle. She's a classroom assistant over in St. Pat's College down the road, and mm-hmm. was like, "Listen, there's a there's an Open opening up. for a classroom assistant here." And I was like, "Brilliant! It's steady income coming in. Mm-hmm. It's it's a massive pay cut in regards to kind of what I was doing mm-hmm. when I was working for myself." But I don't care after the whole pandemic. You have to take was, what you're getting. There was really no income coming mm-hmm. in. You know, try to get back on my feet and uh, just sort of done a lot for the school and done a lot of music stuff and I kind of like just in anything I really enjoyed my job and nothing was too far of a stretch for anything to do and then at the end of the year they were like look there's been a, a position that's come up here for the EAL teacher mm-hmm. um, and you don't need your full PGCE um, you'll just be on like a, a wage and a, a longer early contract so fucking why not jump at it yeah and yeah. I love it 
Mm-hmm. I absolutely love. I love the school. I love the people I work with. Mm-hmm. I never. It's like I'm thirty, turning thirty three, and this is the first time in my life I've had Are a thirty three in May. I'll be thirty three in May. Yeah, don't look it. You know, I feel like a sixty year old. Like, but <laughs> I'm the exact same. Though I'm fucking twenty seven, I feel like I'm ninety. Oh, my body's in shit. Uh, um, it's too much playing rugby with Mark Flynn. You know, is that what you're doing? Uh, Freddie's just knocking you out. <laughs> Fucking I'm in the band with, with Mark, uh, so that's the problem. That's an why amazing drummer, man. Ah, he's an amazing out of drummer. Mm. Incredible. And one of my biggest inspirations in life was Tiny. Big T. Big T. This is a two-year anniversary tomorrow. Mm. So it is. Oh, fuck. Um, R.I.P. Boy, fucking what a man. What a man. He was one an amazing actor, two brilliant singer, and three. He drank me under the table one night at the rugby club. Jeez, that's no bother to him. Oh, fuck. I, uh, I shut down for a while after Tiny Day, so did. He was uh, that close. And it gets very, very... Uh, we're going very deep here, aren't we? Very deep, so mm-hmm. early in the, in the afternoon. Uh, I did for a while. Cut off kind of contact with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't answer. I went in a real bad sort of dark place because it's the first time in my life, in my adult life, that I had to deal with a close death. Uh, and I'd never experienced it before, mm-hmm. um, and I just didn't, and I, I don't think I dealt with it properly. Yeah. And it took me a while to sort of come around to realise, why he's up like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, their family and I are so close, and there was a period where I just wasn't answering calls or texts or anything yeah. like that, and I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, and getting on with my day, but I didn't, <coughs> I went in a, a pretty dark place because of it, mm-hmm. which is then... You know, now I'm terrified of one of my friends dying. Yeah. It's it's, it's bad to say, though, that I'm used to that because I've, I've been through a lot of that stuff. Like, I've seen... Uh, we're going fucking really dark, really Very fucking dark. We'll just get dark and then we'll lift, and then it, we'll up. lift it up. back we'll again. lift it up. We're at, at seven of my mates go in one year. Oh, it's... Okay. Jesus mental, Christ. like. A mental. And then when he went... Because me and him were always drinking the rugby club every Saturday. Mm. Every Saturday when he was present. You know, he was he took me down to Dublin one day to play uh, Fuck Scaries. I mean, him drank all day in the bus there, down back again. Um, th- a lot of love there. Then mm-hmm. that happened. Then Fendi Colgan took me around to the funeral because I was afraid to go by myself. Yeah. Protestant, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just afraid to go around. Like, but what a man! You burn on the way in. Aye, uh, <laughs> was that many people there? You wouldn't have been able to get in. It was. It was massive, by massive. Hey. But I, but um, I, you're see, I, I listened to your podcast with Beats. Shout right. out Beats. Cool man, fucking beatings are things. Welcome to <laughs> the beach show. <laughs> I thought it was aliens. That's what I said. I'm on the pocket. Oh, I was actually listening to it on the way down. Uh, uh, what a man! A great guy. Great, great, great. A fantastic guy. guy. And you know, he asked me on. There was the few people that were on his podcast had mentioned me a couple of times, yeah. and he was all like, "Right, I'm gonna have to get you on here because there's that many people have talked and said nice, really good things about you." And like, I know Stevie outside it. Whatever, but I just never expected him to get me on. And the feedback, I have to, like, and I have thanked him for it as well, but... <coughs> sorry. You're crossing. People I don't <laughs> COVID. know... Full COVID. Um, <laughs> people I don't really know that well coming up to me and mm-hmm. saying, like, I listen to you on Stevie Beatty's podcast. He goes, you came across so well. Yeah. And one of my best friends, Maureen McGrath, shout out Maureen, Maureen Geddes, sorry. She texts uh-huh. me and she's like, I just got around to listening to the podcast. And she's like, if I wasn't already one of your best friends, I would want to be mm-hmm. after listening to that podcast. And I was like, that's one of the nicest things I think anyone could ever say to you. Yeah, all back time. Uh, for your character. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, and I don't know, I thought that by the end, because Stevie had fucking wired a half bottle of whiskey into them by that stage. <laughs> I think he had sort of maybe thought that I was going to drink with him. Mm-hmm. But I had to get up for work the next morning. Uh, and I, I think Thursday might be his morning off. It is, yes. So we recorded it on a Wednesday evening, and, you know, Laura was there, and she's like, I've got food and all here, and I was like, I'll take a glass of wine, but <laughs> if I start wearing whiskey anyway yeah. now, I will stay here, and my girlfriend will break up with me. <laughs> should be all right. We should bought, be grand. We, we, bought, we bought of flowers and a thing of chocolate or something. Jesus. Fucking full Jordan of flowers. <laughs> After the all the, quick <laughs> the shit that I put her <laughs> through this last three years. The quickest way to a woman's heart, other than a quick, clean stab to the ribcage, is chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> But like from the podcast, you came across really well and stuff. That was grand. What what I gathered from you is that when you walk into a room, you own that room, and I love that. Well, that's what they, David Mullen said as well. Yeah, I'm gonna stop saying his name because he didn't mention me in your podcast. So I know he didn't. Bleep Bastard. his name out. <laughs> Every time I say his name, just bleep it out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll bleep it out the whole way. Just ignore him today. Yeah, <laughs> so that's impossible. No, it is impossible. David's a good lad. Very good, very good lad. But that's like. 
That's you're, a nice, that's a lovely thing to say. I don't think that about myself, and that's one of mm. the things. When, when someone says that about me, I automatically will think to myself, am I, oh, fuck, am I an arrogant cunt? Am I a dick? When I, where does, what do people mean when they say, mm. when you walk into this room, you you, you own this place? Like, it's, it's like you're in you're in the Dungan Leisure Centre, and you're in the showers, and somebody walks in with a massive cock. You know what's there, you just right. don't look at it. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, you, well, that's you, not me. <laughs> I would never go to the leisure centre. <laughs> you, you know what's there. You don't want to look at it, but you know he's there and he owns that room. The respect yes. is there off that. You know what I mean? Right. That's Especially with your dress. I love that shirt, and I kind of want it. This is a shout-out Mark Thornton got me this from my 30th. So he did. Mm. A, a, an old fan favourite. Mm. But I am dressed for, like, a tramp. So <laughs> I'm dressed for the courtesy car that I'm driving. Uh, it, 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 your dress sense matches the car. It does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a wee girl, an 18-year-old girl. <laughs> You're you're big into your acting game, and that's something I want to talk to you about because yes. I want to do it myself. I've all, I've, I've, yeah, I've, all al- right. I've always thought I've been made for this stage because of my character, and now that I'm doing stand up, I fucking love being in that that light. You know what I mean? And seeing the crowd, knowing that you're feeding off the crowd too, interacting with that crowd, entertaining the crowd. I want to do that. It's it's a drug. It is a thousand percent a fucking drug. It is. Um, I. Didn't I done a, a little bit of youth theatre when I was younger? Nothing too sort mm-hmm. of spectacular, and nothing that kept me really, really entranced in it. You know, throughout my teenage years or anything. I mm-hmm. think I stopped. I'd done it for a few years and stopped when I was like eleven or twelve, and then didn't do anything again. I was nineteen, Ooh, right? Um, and that was great. And for a few years, you were like, oh, this is it's fantastic being on stage here, just in the background mm-hmm. type thing. Yep. And then I played the part of Joseph in Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. And the first night when you walk out and 200 odd people stand up while you're, I was like, oh, this is <laughs> something I've never experienced before. Your art soul just goes, it, it was like Fuck. a, it was unbelievable. And mm-hmm. then ever since then, you're pushing that high because then, okay, so I'm the lead this year. How do I get to be the lead next year? I have to be better, mm-hmm. and you just constantly have to be honing your craft, which is one of the things that is that I'm terrified about now. Going back on stage after lockdown is I haven't performed, mm-hmm. I haven't acted mm-hmm. properly. Um, I see. I I done the production of Late Miz when I was in Cornell University for my Van Wilder year. I was mm-hmm. there for one year. Yes, was fucking nuts. <laughs> Brilliant. And I said, "Fuck it, nobody knows me. I'm going to do it." I played Jean Valjean. Good man. Because the voice of an angel at the time, I don't know, because it's smoking. Um, and yeah, fucking Same. killed it. <laughs> we fucking killed it and loved it. Where was that in? It was in Cody University, Riverside Theatre, I think it was. Yes, but I've done a few shows in there before too. And fucking loved it. And it was a real drug when you got people coming to you afterwards saying, fuck, you're, oh, yeah. you're done well. And then, you know, st- didn't go to university again. Fucking fucked the theatre in the bed and started working full time. And then pandemic hit. Done the podcast, said fuck it, go and do comedy. Done the path, want a show down there. The yes, I seen gig. that. I seen it. I didn't yeah. even know that was on. Yeah, and got up, tell, told my first initial like joke, first fucking liner, five seconds in, you know, something dribbled down my leg. I hope it's sweat. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> first initial laugh, I was like, not shit. Yeah, no, hopefully not. Or come, uh, <laughs> and I was like, holy fuck, this is class. Yeah, and then bang, I'm hooked. I don't want to do it full time. It is, it is, um, it is, yeah, yeah, being on stage is a drug, especially if you love it. Mm. Um, I suppose what you have to then prep yourself for are the knockbacks, uh, which are going to happen. Already had one. And uh, well, last, last week. Oh no, what happened? The path again. Died in your hole. I don't know whether it was material or the crowd. It's very dirty. You, do you know what? Um, uh, someone told me once, um, you can't blame the crowd. Yeah, you can't blame the crowd because if the, if a if a crowd come in to see you the, the night before, and you're in uh, at the top of your game and they are loving it, mm-hmm. what are you doing? That's different. That they yeah. are not enjoying. Okay. Yeah, that's that's coming from a theater point mm-hmm. of view. Sometimes you come out like that crowd aren't getting any of the jokes and they're, they're not getting the story and this and that. And mm-hmm. sort of more seasoned actors will say, yeah. "No, no, 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 no. This is your problem. Mm-hmm. You're still living off the." How easy it was for them to pick up the jokes mm-hmm. the last time. Yeah, you need to work again. You need to get back to opening night here. Yeah, because like I've watched the footage between the first night and the second night, and I enjoyed the first night because the reactions were fucking great. The second night because I wasn't getting that initial fucking reaction within thirty seconds. You just seen the fucking attitude. Just fuck, yeah, you gotta you know stay. I mean? You know what I mean? But then talking to different comedians, like talking to Mickey and Connor and stuff. Connor was telling me a story about he was gigging in Pug Uglies and then Sunflower like an hour later. 
Diagnose hole in Pugs, but in Sunflower told the exact same material and fucking just yeah. unreal. So many variables of comedy. They're really well. I suppose. Look, uh, I can't. I can't completely say that it's not an audience's fault. Mm. Um, if you get an audience that are whined, oh. they're either going to be class or really annoying because mm. they're going to start shouting back. Yeah. But in in a theater sense. Especially like a, a like a jukebox musical or something where the songs are upbeat. If you get an audience that are whined out of their mind, yep. that it's the best show you'll ever do mm. in your life. And then you go in and do like a Sunday show where people aren't drinking, yeah. and the audience are loving it, but they're just not hitting that high. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's getting over that. Aye, uh, yeah, that's that's a big thing. There's nothing wrong if your material's working; it's working mm. because it has worked in the past. You get you got to figure out how to make it work for everybody. Oh, yeah. Although this is I've I'm never done stand up <laughs> comedy in my life I don't know. Well, no, <laughs> you're on the stage you're in the line, Mike. You know what I mean? It's the same yeah. thing in reality. But when you first started out, did you get as much like sort of scrutiny as I did when I first started because you're doing something different? And from your pals, I, I, from your pals oh, and stuff, thousand percent. That pisses me off. I was from the I was in the band scene. I'm, I'm not going to name names, mm-hmm. um, but it's someone that that we all know sort of collectively. Mm-hmm. A who I remember laughing, they laughed at me. He laughed at me and a few other friends then in particular. And we're like, you're quitting the band. Like I was doing, we mm. were doing our wee band at the time. And Playing I was the like, and Jaggers. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to take a step back here and mm. focus on doing a bit of musical theatre. Mm. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. And I made a fantastic sort of local career on it. Mm-hmm. I, and don't really... Uh, the, even though they're still in within that inner circle around here, mm-hmm. I don't bother with them at all. Oh, really. yeah. And and the, whenever they come into the room, I have that constant energy in my head going, "You laughed at me whenever this was going to happen, and I shouldn't do that because I'm fucking yeah. thirty two, yeah, like yeah. you know." Mm-hmm. And it was like nineteen twenty at the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was twelve years ago, but you do, yeah, you get people, yeah. Like I dropped out of me. I was doing biomedical science. Oh yeah, I've done it for a year. Hated it. I'm mm-hmm. like, I just want to go and do. Try and make a career to something that, yeah. I, that I love. And if I feel, fuck it, I feel. Shatter boss, I'll, I'll fuck go it. back. I've yeah. got the A level grades to go back to the university again and do something mm-hmm. that would be, uh, and no one can see me doing air quotes, normal <laughs> career. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's brought me to where I am now. It had given me the, you know, before I even got the job in the school, the principal, the vice principal, the, the seniors, they knew who I was mm. just from doing stuff. Mm. Locally, um, <clears throat> and that sort of helped sort of boost me up as well. I see, like, I, I, I know you from the common rooms. So, like, me and my brother used to drink in the common rooms. You played the other night, and like, Rick. unreal. Fuck, I bring it back. That bring back a- the fucking fort Thursdays, boy. I, these kids don't know what they're missing out on. I remember the fort. Thirsty Thursdays in the fort just were the highlight of my youth. Mm-hmm. Being sick down an alleyway and going to Need McGrath. You definitely shouldn't have been there because she was underage. <laughs> smell my breath here. Do I smell like vomit? And she goes, no, it smells like buckfast. And I went, that's perfect. We're getting in. We're getting in. <laughs> that alleyway smells a shade, but Still. Still. This, I got a fucking row in there one night in that alleyway. I didn't know who was punching because it was dark as fuck. Just the wall. Was, <laughs> there was no one there. <laughs> no, but I, I remember working in Poundland just down the, down yes. the street. Excellent. And afterwards going up the road to, to the fort. God. I miss it. You go in your school uniform and get served. We used to do that in an establishment, an establishment a local establishment mm-hmm. in Dungannon, where mm-hmm. you would uh, go in early during school and they'd be like, we can't serve you, just take your tie off and leave your school bags outside. And <laughs> take it just looks like you're a white shirt and a pair of bottoms. Oh, good working lads. Mm-hmm. Me, I've looked 14 since I was friggin' <laughs> 14. <laughs> but like, yeah. I, I've always heard your name like through get us and stuff that's what a lot of people like to see that I've told like I said on the podcast that you're coming on today ask few questions and everyone's like is that get us mate mm-hmm. does that annoy you no not at all no um, it's but actually it's, it's, I find it very strange mm. um, certainly listening to, you know Colin always said to me he found it weird that I listened to his podcast he goes because we're mates yeah so like why but sometimes I do listen and I get brought up Mm-hmm. More often, and I've been on it a couple of times. Yeah, uh, back when it w- when we were still at home, and it was easy for me just to run around the road and mm-hmm. do one in the morning when we were self employed and all. And um, but you get like I remember being in the limelight, and the, I fell up past a drink over, and he was like, "Oh, you're fucking boy the blenders mate, aren't you?" And I was like, 
looked, his poster was behind me, and I went, <laughs> his name's fucking Colin Gattis, you know, you can't, you can't yeah. say buy the blender, and his name's literally You're up right there. with a fucking photograph of him. Mm. But things like that, I remember, and a couple of his gigs, people coming in, a uh, uh, most recent one was this the lad came up to me and he's all like, Did you keep doing what you're doing, man? You're so fucking funny. And I was like, I don't do anything. <laughs> I sing. <laughs> I don't do anything for a living. Yeah. No, because I, I, I always wondered, you know, what, like, were you annoyed because people knew you through Colin or just because they knew you through, like, obviously local singing or establishments or theatre stuff? It's different. Around here, I'm more known for my own work. Ah, your own work. And I. I suppose like down uh, Belfast elsewhere, and stuff. Yeah. Elsewhere, you know. People recognise mm. me from that. Um, I remember going to New Hell Stores, me calling them McCann. Shout out New Hell Stores, I used to work there. Shout out New Hell's, boy. On rail. Straight for that deli counter. Fucking on um, And we went up, I think we were dying out of our holes or whatever, and we are up getting food, and just standard me, I was talking to every single person that walked past, <laughs> chatting away to them. I remember coming out, McCann was just laughing his head off, and he was all like, Geddes is supposed to be the most famous person sort of about here, he mm-hmm. goes, no one even batted an eyelid that he was in New L stores and everyone <laughs> was talking to you. You're getting free goujons and all. Yeah. You fucking, uh, those goujons in New L stores are fucking killer, boy. Out of this world, boy, oh. you get goujons for the ro- the drive home. Aye. live like a seven minute drive away. Like, Road goujons and goujons for the house. <laughs> yeah. Aye. But, uh, I mean, one of the, I suppose the nicest thing was um, someone local sort of stabbed my man in the street and was all like, are you Conor Begley's mummy? I thought I saw you at the thing. Mm. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she came home and told me she was sort of all buzz about herself all and all. And I'm like, right, I've made my parents proud. Mm. Nothing's going to sort of top that. I can I can happily go like whatever shit I might have put them through when I was growing <laughs> up. They're proud of me now. Uh, uh, which is a, which is always a nice thing mm-hmm. to know. That is nice. Because like, my parents said there recently that, you know, cause it says the podcast doing well, the, the comedy's kicking off too. They're like, Fucking well done for making a go of yourself. But you're, it's you know, the old cliche. It's never too late to start again. Uh, you know, you're 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 starting again. You're mm. doing something. Who gives a fuck? No. Uh, and all we have is this. You know, it's, this is not a preview. Life. This is not. You know, uh, you don't get a, a a free guy at the end of it. You know, no. where you start back over again. <laughs> the only thing that we have to do is to kind of just jump and mm-hmm. and, and go for uh, whatever and. You always see some like personal trainers be like, no one ever, um, fucking, no one ever, well, nobody ever beat you down as much as I do. No, it was like <laughs> no one ever accomplished anything by staying in their comfort zone and all this here shit. And mm-hmm. you're like, some people have, some people really have. Hey, and that's a fine thing to do. Mm-hmm. I hate those fucking quotes. You're like, you better push yourself further, mm-hmm. or else you're gonna live like shit for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. You dickhead. Yeah, make a jump or don't jump at all. That yeah. sort of shit. Make the jump, but it doesn't have to be a fucking leap. No, it doesn't. It can be a wee skip. You can always walk away, run. Yeah. Um, I think you just go at your own pace and mm. be sort of happy. Yeah. Like so so with, with the podcast and stuff, I have been going balls to the fucking wall with it. Because yeah. I, wa- I want to make a proper go of it. And, you know, what you put in... I'm always a big believer. If you put something effort into something, it will always return the favour. Always been like... People might argue saying that will never happen, but it's working now. Yeah. I put it off for so long... And I can, th- I'll actually thank the pandemic for it, <laughs> to be honest, because the one good thing that came out of the pandemic. What I want to ask you is, what good came out of your pandemic, other than job? Other than my job, um, I suppose my girlfriend, mm. I, Sarah, and I had only started seeing each other at the start. This is so so sappy. <laughs> we'd only started seeing each other at the start of it. Mm-hmm. I live. I have my own house over in Kalishil and she is her house um, in Belfast and she's a pharmacist so at the time we were like fuck we can't really see each other mm-hmm. just in case and then after a, maybe the first month we were like well look they're saying here if you catch it you have to hang about for two weeks mm-hmm. so the way we were working at them was every two weeks we would spend a few days together Fair. Um, uh, and then I would go and would sort of isolate for a while mm-hmm. In the hopes that nothing was was the problem, and mm. the, I think only for that, and the fact that I w- it sort of not settled me down, but like I, everyone that knows me sort of closely knows I'm a party animal. Like I, I do love, I, I, I did love partying more than I do now mm-hmm. that I'm older. I just can't hack it anymore. But no. I, it's it kind of stopped me from creating any sort of real relationships with any girls. Yes, I, and because I was settled down and I wasn't. When I was partying in my own house, I gave myself a Tommy's hangover several <laughs> times over a Zoom quiz. I'll never forget the night that the ones were like trying to phone my phone, and I was 
vomiting in the corner of the room <laughs> and they're like is he or and I just passed out and just woke up the next morning yeah. like I need to really have a word with myself there's furlough coming in here and I'm just spending it on stuff to make white Russians <laughs> and 20 tens of tenants every day <clears throat> but I because I wasn't fucking wrecking about and and get doing that where I was going out partying getting blocked going home early or anything like that I didn't have the chance to form any relationships with any mm. sort of girls that I had been seeing and I so only for that, then we we had a really close bond. Mm, and, yeah. Um, I mean, it probably still would have happened ah, had the I, pandemic, but it just would have taken longer. Uh-huh. We 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 got close very quick, mm. and I think it was because we, neither of us. I were doing fuck all. Yeah, yeah. I like I was saying the pandemic. You were doing fuck all. I I met my girlfriend through the pandemic. Like she, I work with her. You know, with nothing else to do, we're talking through work and stuff, and. Going home and doing sweet fuck all, sit there having a few pints to get FaceTime each other, having drinks yeah. and stuff. That was it. And that was it. Like, and that's that's a good thing I can be thankful for as well. Like, you know, even though the pandemic was shit for everybody, there there has been light through the pandemic as well. Like, there has been. Do you know it was actually as well. Jesus, one of the fittest times. Mm-hmm. That oh, because I, wow. I did keep myself and I've let myself go to fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was getting my five. Not, it wasn't one of them dicks. It was like just done five k in ten seconds. <laughs> I'm posting it on Instagram. Yeah. They're like, I just hooked 5K under the dog and let it run around. And <laughs> I then posted it up on mm. the Strava app. I was running and like, I'm not the fittest person, but I was getting my 5K down more so. Like, I think it was the fitter, the second time around, you know, the January, uh, the March, January. Yeah, uh, yeah. after Christmas. Mm. Uh, because of the way we were working with work, mm-hmm. uh, remote learning, we only had to go in a couple of days a week. Fuck, and I was doing five Ks, going mm-hmm. to the gym in school, because there was no students there. Mm-hmm. There was well, there was just a few, but they weren't staying to go to the gym. And I was just in great shape. And then you get, I always do this to myself. I get to a certain point where I'm mm-hmm. like, I am looking fucking trim. I am feeling fit. I'm getting mm-hmm. my five K down to twenty five minutes, um, which for me is massive. Let's go on a six year binge. <laughs> and I am a fucking heap of shit to him. Hey. Mm-hmm. But I'm currently working on bettering myself. I have been bettering myself too. So yes, I, I believe you've lost a substantial amount of weight. Uh, like near five stone. Brilliant stuff. I Sorry. didn't know you previous to this. So no, I'm actually glad to meet you. Like, I know because you know, I've, I've always known of you. Never you, met you. Yes, you had sent me a message and I didn't see it. Yeah, cheers, man. I honestly <laughs> didn't. All my other fans were right, sliding in my the DMs. Deja vu. I, I, and then something, uh, I think you sent another thing and I looked up and went, oh, Jesus Christ, fuck, I didn't realise that you had sent uh, me this message, man. Yeah. Yes, I would love to come on the podcast. Probably I episode five or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, now you're all like, oh, fuck, I've got too many real people in this. I've got this, I've sick, fucking, well, well, I'll get this dick stick on. of my word for this nobody. <laughs> no, I, I, like, you, you were always on my hit list, so you were. Like, you, when, I, when I first started out, I said, look, I'll stick local for a while. And then I went to the fucking Oma. Um, <laughs> the first guest was Conor Keys. Was it? Yeah. I, what a king, but What a fucking king. Absolutely. And then one. I was messaging everybody around again. Local people messaged you around that time. Didn't get a reply. And yeah, now you're up, now you're here, but fuck it. You know, it was, there was a pandemic, man. Sorry. Was, yeah, you know. I was totally <laughs> preoccupied. Like. But then look, oh, oh, <laughs> over the pandemic, was, was your mental health affected a lot? Or or do you say, do you reckon I think if it had went any long, I think if I hadn't have had that contact with Sarah, because mm. I live alone, yeah, oh, right, I would okay. have lost my mind or would have had to just completely went off the drink um, coming out of it, mm. rehab, rehab myself, because it was getting to the point where, like, there's nothing to do. Oh, I live yeah. in the fucking fuck end of nowhere. Mm. Um, and anyone that lives out in the country will tell you, like, it's it's difficult. My ma's got um, a really bad arthritis. So mm-hmm. the medication that she takes to keep her fucking moving basically mm-hmm. makes her immunosuppressive so i was like going anytime i went over to theirs i was standing from fucking one end of the yard to the house and like shouting over because i was panicking oh, i worry about it really got into a massive panic about yeah. it and i think had it went on any longer if i hadn't have had any company i am um, I, I probably would have it really would have affected my mental health mm-hmm. i don't think it i don't think it um it pushed me too bad mm-hmm I did realize when I came out because I hadn't been singing that I had completely lost my vocal um, range. Mm-hmm. I completely lost my stamina. Mm-hmm. You know, singing two or three songs in the car afterwards, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm hoarse." <laughs> yeah, and this is coming from doing two, three gigs in a row, two hour sets, mm-hmm. singing big, 
80s like rock numbers and, and stuff, you know, one day. Yeah. We will so, we will talk about music in a minute. That's so, right. yeah. But the pan, the panic scene is set in, so, you know, I suppose there are sort of lasting effects that you don't realise. Because mm. uh, before Christmas, I, I, I have a Christmas birthday, so I'm, my birthday's the 19th of December, and I always drink for two weeks around that time anyway, because <laughs> I'm off for Christmas, like. Yes. But I had isolated the two weeks before, so I was off the whole month of December, and I just sat in my room and I drank. Nice. Like and I said in Beatty's podcast, and everyone's probably sick of me fucking saying this, I filled a full blue bin of bottles alone after that, like, because I just was drinking myself and yeah. fucking supper, like, and that's when I said to myself, I need a fucking, I need a change, bro, before I am fucking found, like. It's the day, it was dangerous. And you, you, you know what I mean? Not to get really dark again. So dark <laughs> and, and, and morose again. <laughs> what was happening in, in certain people that couldn't control that mm. in their lives? Yeah. I fucking, there has been people that I'm sitting worried about now thinking, I haven't heard from them in about six months because they have just been sat in the house yeah. getting fucking full. Like, I, I've had the, had the privilege of working no way through furlough, no way through COVID. Oh, you were grand? Uh, I was working the whole time. See, uh, I wasn't. <laughs> so, like, the way my shift works, like, I work 12 hours, every, continental, so today I'm, wor- I'm working Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week. Yes. Next week I just do Wednesday, Thursday. Right. So next week, for example, if it was in the middle where everything's locked down, I come home on a Thursday night via the off license. Are you working tomorrow? No. All right. Thank fuck I'm not. That's what I'm Friday. Like, Jesus. Friday. I Go back on her all day tomorrow. No, we do not. <laughs> fucking hard. Yep. Black bin bags at the door. <laughs> no, I'm staying in my own house tonight. Brilliant. <laughs> I, uh, but so with, with music and stuff, you know, like last year, I'll, I'll tell you the bands I was meant to go see with during COVID, in the first year of COVID. I was meant to go see Ramstein, mm-hmm. Iron Maiden, Airborne, Europe, White Snake, over to New York to see Motley Crue, <sighs> Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett, and the Black Arts. You have a much more extensive list. I had one. Um, <laughs> that's something, you know what? Mm hmm. That I really need to fucking start doing again is going to more gigs. Uh, that kind of fell by the wayside mm-hmm. this last lot of years. Yeah. Um, I suppose fucking with how hectic we were with the old management and the wedding band, we were so 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 busy. Mm-hmm. Bands were playing. You you, couldn't, you can't book in it. You remember looking at in advance, going, "Oh, such and such is playing here," and like, oh, "Fuck, we're already booked in to play a wedding." Mm-hmm. So, uh, not that I was complaining that you know because. I was fucking making an, an earning, yeah, doing what I yeah. love to do. But now that um, I've more control, I'm in a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, you have that free time. I have that free time to now book. Mm-hmm. So th- the only thing I'd, we had booked to go see Guns N' Roses again. Yes. Um, and uh, now they're rescheduled. However many times they're rescheduled oh, in the next year. So hopefully we go to that. But yep. I think um, I think Iron Maiden are actually playing before them. Mm-hmm. A few weeks before they are. Do you want to go? I have a friend's going, so do, but I don't have a, a ticket booked yet. Um, but I might still go. I'm not a massive Iron Maiden fan. Uh, I've seen them a couple of times, so I'm yeah. a big Iron Maiden fan. Like, um, you can come to the Bottlebowls with me if you want. And when are they playing? The, s- the 12th of December, either the 2nd or the 12th of December. And voodoo, I'll check my diary afterwards. No, I will go. I think we have a lot of Christmas is a busy time, busy time views. Yeah. I but like, what, what gigs have you been to? Like, who have you been to see? Eh, uh, fuck. Uh, I've seen Guns before mm-hmm. a couple of Slain. times. I've seen them at Slane. I've seen Unbelievable. them when they done the Odyssey gig when it was Axel's Guns, you know, the uh, Chinese Democracy tour. Yeah. Um, still thought they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just whoever I've seen at Oxygen as well. That's um, something I've never, I've never experienced. Oxygen. Oh, three years, 06, 07, 08. Brilliant. Who headlined both all them? Fuck. Can you remember? Uh, the Who? Right, oh yes. James Brown. So who else uh, headlined? Where were we? Uh, who headlined? Mm, I can't really well, think. Well, look it up. Uh, no, uh, James yeah. Brown, The Who, definitely. Uh-huh. Um, I seen one of the years, Daft Punk. They. Who else was there that time? Headlined. The Killers also headlined that yeah. time as well, mm-hmm. but I decided to go see Daft Punk instead of The Killers. Why? Because I thought I'm never gonna get the chance to see the Daft Punk. The Daft Punk. I'm never gonna get the chance to see the Daft Punk. I, I'm never gonna get to see Daft Punk ever again. I I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Would I have enjoyed the Killers better? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My Chemical Romance were at that too. I'm going I'd, to see that. I had never really liked them, mm-hmm. and I remember going to see them. <laughs> 
I remember going to see him. Like, this is great. And my friend James Teig, a our man in Vietnam, there. He's he was like fucking my camera romance are lethal. By all these girls are lethal looking. <laughs> he was loving life. Was his emo fantasy. Oh mate, I've never seen so many beautiful women that I did at the Ulster Hall seeing Steel Panther. Oh yeah. Girls love Steve, aren't they? Fuck. I'm actually currently dealing with their publicist to get Michael Starr on. Excellent. Imagine. I know, but I, so like, I, I went to see them in the Ulster Hall that night, and then I was walking past Nando's head in the Ulster Hall, and I seen two of them. I seen Satchel and Sticks in the window of Nando's, and I fanboyed. I waited for them. Did for they have their wigs on? Or? No, they were bald. Like, I, I just yeah. knew them straight away, because I, I know they all wear wigs, and I seen them, and I, I stood outside Nando's around the corner for an hour waiting for them. Brilliant. And I came out and they walked around the back, this back st- the backstage of Aust- Ulster Hall and I followed them around and said, any chance of a photo? And they're like, fuck it, don't look in as well. Backstage of them all night, round the side, fucking really enjoyed myself. And they're like, we're going to Vicar Street tonight too. Do you want to jump on the bus? Down fuck. to Dublin? Down to Dublin. Mate, unbelievable. So the next time they come back, I've, I've, I've got free tickets to go see Oh, great. Do you want to go? Fuck it. Aye, if I'm free. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I always keep saying, I'll, I'll, I will do anything if I'm free. Mm-hmm. I, I am absolutely down for it Yeah you do seem to have that Like fuck it I'll go I, us- I usually am yeah. And the best things always happen When you go last minute I Oh big time Like I think today's going to be A great day for Pints Because it was real Like mm-hmm. let's just go Yeah just fucking do it um, Cherry bust um, So who else played then I can't remember the last year Oh seven Oh eight I think I the Red Hot Chili Peppers Played one year I fucking I, I, I want to go see them too Next year I'm not a fan in Dublin, but like I fucking looked at the Golden Circle tickets. Like, they're fucking fucking three hundred and seventy five quid or something. I have Guns N' Roses tattoos on my body, and I wouldn't pay three hundred and seventy five quid to go and see them. <sighs> no, you know, no, maybe nineteen eighty five Guns N' Roses. Oh yeah, like um, in Tokyo, the live at the Roxy. Ah, oh, the Ritz. Goes, uh, the live at the Ritz. Sorry, mm-hmm. I would go see them at a. I'm gonna crucify because I got that wrong. Fuck. I know, probably. Or old Zeppelin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the Instagram post. Yeah. He got it wrong. <laughs> Doesn't even like Guns N' Roses. No, fucking plastic fan. A, or Zeppelin. Old Zeppelin. Old Zeppelin would be brilliant. I'd yeah, love to see. That there. I'd love to see Skinner live. Really? Like 19. And you called me a racist? God damn it. <laughs> we done. <laughs> we played a gig. I don't even remember. It was in Carrick Fergus, so it was. And this girl was blocked. And from the minute. We walked in. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is not. She is not going to be playing ball with us tonight." <laughs> uh, we had literally walked in. She goes, "He's not fucking even ready to go." I mean, we only walked in. They're fucking shade anyway. And like, we had just walked in, pushed the gear in. I goes, "This is it. We're never getting back." And she was like, "Play Freebird. Play Freebird." Like, we don't know it. And she goes, "Do you know that America cancelled Freebird because Barack Obama doesn't want it played?" <laughs> and they're trying to take away the freedom of Freebird. And I was, and she said then some extremely racist expletives afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I do not want you to be in my vicinity. <laughs> get away Please get now. away, you fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Although Freebird does have one of the best solos of all oh, yeah, time. It's, it's Jodie McGrath's favorite song. But uh, I've always wondered. And we could have played it because Frankie Mac is, Frankie McAvan is one of the best guitarists in the country. Like, so. <laughs> I see, like, I've I never known about, like, you know, local bands. Obviously, you got yourself my Deja Vu. What were you before that? The, the Third Wheel. The third Wheel. I don't know. You, can you say The Third Wheel now? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But that's what, we, that's what we were uh, previously. Yeah. You got Deja Vu now, but then Million Dollar Reload as well. Yeah. Them boys uh, were about 15 years too late. Yes. They are, and actually, I sent the, the other, the I was driving down to, I work in Crack Theatre as well on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And on the way from Belfast, I stuck on their album Anthems of a Degeneration. Mm-hmm. And I smiled from fucking Belfast right. Yeah. And it brought back so many memories. And I was like, These, this album is an 80s dream. It is. Big time. And I... Just 15, 20 years too late. They were... You know, Philly's voice, his vocals are incredible. Mm-hmm. But the band themselves were just amazing. And you mm-hmm. know, Andy Mackle, one of the lead guitarists there, he still does stuff in the Bardic. He plays in the Bardic band. Mm-hmm. Um, Is he your tall ginger fella? No, that's Brian Mullen. Brian Mullen. Uh, and then Sean McKernan mm-hmm. played for them for a while. Mm-hmm. They opened for The Darkness. Sean, yes, they did. Uh-huh. Was at King's Hall, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, they're they now Blackwater Conspiracy. They're still touring. They're still a great band. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just that one album, like it, if it had a drop... Hear me if it had a drop, it had a drop 20 years in too. 89 when mm. they were 
you know, a wee bit younger maybe or around that. Like Brian wasn't that old, I suppose, when it, when it did. Yeah. Out, but it's just some of the tunes on it are out Class. of this world. Class. Out of this world. Um, I still have a big love for Bullets in the Sky. Yes. That's a fucking banger. A Freeloader was always my favourite. Yes. And The Last Icon. Uh-huh. But I, I remember one night they were in the fort. Oh, I felt I was so embarrassed. We were me and oh, Jesus Owen Logan and Austin Logan and Dara Sherry maybe were sitting at the in the front bar in the fort and they the boys were standing over and was, was it before the gig or after the gig or something like that and they they were like oh we're going we're going to see Million Dollar Reloaded blah 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 and they were sitting I like, really loudly sort of out of the side of my mouth as we tongue and cheek joke went fucking Million Dollar Refund more like it. <laughs> And Philly looked at me, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I really, really like you, I think you're fucking brilliant and all, I'm only joking, I'm only joking, such a wee fruit by, oh, <laughs> million dollar refund, I like it, million dollar, because at the time, when we were all in the band scene, yeah. locally when we were younger, we all had nicknames then for our bands, so we, my mm-hmm. band was Red Light Riot, mm-hmm. and everyone called us Red Light Shade, <laughs> And then play the thief. They were late, but we called them play the fort because the yeah. only gigs they ever played was, was the fort. It was like you only fucking play in the fort. Yeah. And then I remember she and Sally was his band was Happiness by the Kilowatt, and this was like maybe six years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We were blocked, and he was talking away about no, oh, but see, our band was class because we were able, and I was like, it's fucking jealousy by the Kilowatt. <laughs> that's what it is. Hey, so that landed, yeah. but everyone like you know, we were all slagging each other. But I said that on Stevie's. Oh, yes, if we just had been fucking as close mm. of pals as we are now, yeah. you know, when you see your friends now that you're older being successful and doing good things, you're mm. like, fucking get up there upstairs. Fucking right. But if we'd have been doing that when we were younger, God mm. knows where we would have went. Yeah. Or what the band scene would have been like in the town. See, see, see locally, because I've started the podcast and stuff now, like people are always, like people ridiculing me and fucking criticizing. See, around Dungan especially, like, what are you trying to do? Make a fucking name yourself? I know, but that's and that pisses me off. But whereas, like people in work or people down there that haven't don't know in Belfast, come up to me, said Smitty Low Podcast. Yeah, fucking keep doing what you're doing. But that's uh, that baffles me that people that don't know. I hate to say small mind mentality because I actually love being from Tyrone. I, I'm I'm proud to be. Well, I'm I'm proud to be from Lingen. Yeah, like it's it's made me who that man I am today. But I'm sort of in the midst of moving to Belfast, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do need to sort of sew your way loads, I suppose, elsewhere for uh, a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you get notions about yourself, like <laughs> I know, fucking. I fucking. Sorry for being proud of myself. <laughs> How dare you, fucking? How dare you? Do you think you are? I was saying on Stevie's pod, like you know, being in Tesco's and again, not like two weeks ago. Like seen a seen a fucking day till free, and I just walked on up. They're all queuing down the fucking aisles now. Didn't see them. Some fella knows me. Oh, Smitty, you think you're entitled now? You can go up and fucking skip cues. <laughs> and I go, just go and fuck yourself. Then see you. But like, it pisses me off. People put you down because you're doing something different. Just don't let the haters get you down, bro. I, 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 I am a very, you know, I don't give a fuck sort of person, but. You have to have that mentality. You do. With also giving a fuck at certain times. You know, yes. know, know when to give a fuck. Yeah, I know when, and not, know to. when not to give yeah. a fuck. Because um, I, I, I am like, I wasn't like that before. I, I am very like, you know, I just, I'm doing what I want to do. Fuck yourself. But, like, see, if you'd done that to me two years ago, you'd have got a smack in the mouth. Because I'm fucking annoyed about it. Like, yeah. you know, what, who are you to fucking judge, criticise? Yeah, there's things that have happened in the past that if they'd have happened now, I wouldn't have let it linger so long. Ah, and let yeah, it affect yeah. me. Yeah. Sort of mentally and every show mm. up, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking, that's still really annoying me. Mm. Now it's the silly things that annoy me, like, you know, slamming doors and stuff. I'm yeah. like, well, I'm trying to fucking sleep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the wee things that you should let annoy you and not the fucking bigger pictures like someone that you don't know. Yeah. Or someone that you barely know mm-hmm. giving you a wee bit of grief. It's sheer jealousy. Oh, sheer jealousy. Um and I, I, I don't get the jealousy, to be honest. I don't understand why I do, I get it completely. It's because those people that are really jealous uh-huh. and the ones that you can see want to do something like that. And they just can't bring themselves out of that small... This is just my opinion. Uh, they can't bring themselves out of that sort of small mentality of... Oh, if I do that, I'm going to get called fucking... Uh, expletives. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say any derogatory terms. If you don't say me on, we're going out. Uh, uh, yeah, um, but you'd be, call, you'd be afraid of being called. And then you get, that's what they do. They call you... 
All sorts. All sorts. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's what I got. I, I got a lot of abuse for kicking it off. And you will. You will. And, but I knew it was coming. But even the, even the even the boys there that are sort of the top dogs here at the minute, you know, Geddes, Mickey, um, Shane, they still get grief. Oh, big time. From people. Fucking big time. You know, and I... I think recently someone was like, you're not even that fucking funny. And, mm. like, and I think he was just walking down the street and he just was like, that's right, no worries. Because mm. like, we, we both put ourselves out there while on stage or on podcasts or whatever. We have to be open to... We're open, we're, we have to be open to... You have to be open to... Cri- you, have to you, be need, open, yeah. you need... I would always find a critique from someone that is in the same industry as you. I'm, Do I'm, not take that as an offence at all. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, because um, w- w- when I bombed that night, I wouldn't say bombed. Well, I would, I wouldn't, wouldn't, whatever. That night, the power didn't go so well as the first night. Fraser Rob holding the signs is not Nathan. Your timing was off because you were flustered. The set was good, dirty, but it was good. Don't be too hard on yourself. And I was like, fuck yeah. it, right, fair. That was the following day. That night, I didn't sleep. Oh, I'd wreck your head. <sighs> you get bad, you think, mm-hmm. bad performances and, mm-hmm. and and things like that. Here's me. I've never done a bad performance <laughs> in my life. I fucking have. Yeah. So we've done a play called Rat in the Skull. And it's the first time in my life where I've ever just blanked mm-hmm. lines-wise. Yeah. And I just had I had a call for a line and the stage manager was on the wrong side of the stage. Mm-hmm. And You're looking over there. And I, I, the stage manager was meant to be because... I was doing like a 15 minute monologue mm-hmm. and it was just all my lines. And so he was meant to be beside me. Uh-huh. And he wasn't there. And then he would move over then to, for Blaine who was doing the next. Uh-huh. You know, but that was the plan anyway or that's yeah. what a good stage manager should have done. Should have done. He won't listen anyway. Because um, <laughs> he didn't fucking listen to him and I went line. I just called for a line and nothing. I got nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just had to put my head down on the stage and hope that the light man would just See you light off. off. No, I'll just turn the light off and um, just go. And then from then on, I kept my script on the table the whole time. Oh, really? Because I panicked. I was like, I'll never, I'll, mm. I'll forget this again. It just got in my head so much. Mm-hmm. I because it was was that because like you knew everybody was looking at you. Oh yeah. The no one knew. Go, yeah. No one knew because uh-huh. I very quietly just went line. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember. <laughs> I do, I do remember doing Even that, that awkward silence ah, there I was so like Fuck And it felt like fifth, It felt like six hours Yeah I Because See when I got really flustered Because I wasn't getting the reaction That I wanted Like I was getting mess, mess, Mixed up in my set Oh you Once you If you went out And you went Oh I didn't That first joke didn't get a laugh You're just gonna go Oh no <sighs> And I said You do Squeaky yeah. bum time like. Oh I fought it like Fuck up dude <laughs> I was really kicked in But like is, is there any productions You would love to do Any plays you would love To fucking do I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. A, I've actually been granted the opportunity to do a couple mm-hmm. a, already. Oh, okay. That, uh, and then there's ones that have come around that I didn't know I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then when I done them, I was like, I'm so glad I have taken done that. Yeah. That. Like recently there, um, and I, I will probably be coming back um, to the Crack Theatre for schools productions for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia Here I Come by Brian Freel. Yes. And I played private. Mm-hmm. And uh, alongside Sean O'Neill, who done public, uh, the two of us look quite similar as well. Mm-hmm. And the director was like, "You do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I'll pull you back if it's if it's too much. Too Create much. your characters, do it, and I have so much freedom in doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was great. But I mean, the best one, uh, the best play, I think, the most enjoyable is Laurel and Hardy. Me and Brian, really, Mills, me and Brian Mills done Laurel and Hardy. Yes. Um, and we went on a wee tour with it. And we probably, hopefully, will bring it back before the two of us get too old for it. Mm. <laughs> I'll do it. Fuck too it. old or too bald. Mm. It was just two two-hander. Um, I'd love to do something like that. It's telling the sort of story of their lives. Mm. And then, but with sketches, like famous sketches intertwined. Mm. So we were so nervous. Yeah. We thought, this is, this is either going to be out of this world or fucking, or fucking dire. Shite. Yeah. It, was, it was brilliant. So see when you see when you're performing, like you know, you have the, the strict script. Is there chances to go improv? Through it depends. It? Depends on who. There are people who. Whenever, are, whenever yeah, I done a bit, of, whenever I done a bit of training, you have to do a wee bit of training on improv. Yeah. Um. So at, at, over in that performing arts school I went to, they would have helped you out with your, you know, if you're lost on script, here's how mm-hmm. to improv. But you can't go too, too far wild. away from I. the script. Now I know there was a play on, and. One of the actors, one of the local actors, mm-hmm. got a wee bit carried away with himself. 
and started firing cunts into oh, the dialogue shit, and fucks and this mm-hmm. and that. And then in another instance, you know, done was doing a musical there and, you know, he took an inch. Or took a mile when they should have only been taking an inch. Oh, I gotta be laugh at that. I'm gonna fucking really nah, go for it. Then. And if you're not listening to what the director is telling you, mm-hmm. don't belong on stage. No. Now you may disagree mm-hmm. wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. but you're not the director at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, and if they want you to play something, no, I need you to play it like this. You gotta do it like that. Mm-hmm. Even if you think no, I, what think I that's, think that's, that's the I wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I think is better, and I'm gonna do it my way. But if you're no. not. You know, if someone's saying to you, you need to rein that in, mm-hmm. that's too much. You're, you're, it's off putting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. might be getting a few titters and laughs, but they could be nervous. Nah, nervous. A lot of being like, yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So you got to pull that back. Uh-huh. Um, and that really annoys me sort of locally in local theatre. I know it's only amateur mm-hmm. for doing local amateur stuff. It's for free. No one's getting paid mm-hmm. to do any of that. But, you know, if you're working with, I don't want to say it. Fuck, sounds like it's a big head account here. Working with someone like me who has been well, doing it for a, a while, season, has, we'll has, has trained and done a bit, take on board stuff that we're mm-hmm. trying to tell you. Yeah. Or if your director has been directing for 40 years, listen to, listen to mm-hmm. what this fucking person has yeah. to say. If I don't care if you've only been on stage four times, mm-hmm. you know, just because you got cast on this, you're not the be all. Man, no, no, fuck that. And no. I think a, a, a team morality in doing a, a local show really, really... Mm-hmm. If you're out on your own, if you decide that you're going to be, I'm not going to be a, a part of this cast, even mm-hmm. though I'm here, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. It just, it, it really ruins the mood. Yeah, uh, and it the does. Dy- and the dynamic. Mm-hmm. So a, a, a production is a dynamic, and it is a, a fucking well-oiled machine. <laughs> you're only as good as your weakest fucking link. Yeah. Which is, in a sense, I suppose true. Aye. Was, was, was there a time when you were acting where you are like, I could really make a proper fucking go of this? Part of me th- wonders, had I had stuck to it and went when I was 18, 19 over to a drama school when it was fairly unheard of of someone from over here I don't to know. go and do yeah. that, I think I actually would have been good enough at that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I may have been able to make a, a career working on theatres over in, on the West End, but then I look back at the things that I've actually got to do and I wouldn't have got the experience yeah, all of the things that mm-hmm. I've got, and I wouldn't have got to make the friends that I made along the way, and mm-hmm. and enjoyed the things that I've enjoyed while it was happening. And part of me goes, I'm glad I didn't mm-hmm. go that way because yeah. I'm very happy with how life sort of has panned mm-hmm. itself out. And Actually, you have done your fair 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 bit of traveling to the theater scene. Done and a wee bit, yeah. Actually, I know you had done the Russia and all. All the listeners probably heard Stevie. Yes, <laughs> I won't go into that there, but like you know, even over in Russia, we were saying about you know. People come up to you because you're posters all over the fucking wall. Yeah. Was was that not a moment where you're like, Fuck. it was fucking so weird. Yeah, it was so fucking strange. <laughs> it really was. It yeah. was just so surreal. I was like, I I don't know what these people extinct they're fucking coming to expect to see. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Half of us are from Kalishal down at Morning Galbally coming over to fucking do uh, a play in Russia. Fucking hell. We were just there for the rip. <laughs> And the rip we fucking the went fucking on, right? Because like you know, that's, that's, that baffles me. The people over there were like, "Fuck, I recognise you from that poster." Like when I started the two girls one split podcast, and going into Belfast to see Geddes and Mickey and Mc- I think it was McCann in the limelight. People caught me in the crowd being like, "Fuck, Smitty, love the podcast." Like, yeah, it took me back. Even that was in Belfast, but like to go over to Russia and have that. I know. I was, that I, is fucking a, wild. It wasn't by any means on a massive scale, but it was still like you know. Somewhere like Dungannon, if you'd sort of walked in here and their poster people uh, them, but the over here people are probably like, Who's this fucking wank? <laughs> you know. Drawing mustache and yeah. all that. Uh-huh. I'm surprised no one did. Uh-huh. <laughs> or Photoshop that shit. But no. uh, Yeah, that was a wild mm. wild experience. Yeah. We'll wrap this here up in five minutes here, but one I even know I'm in no rush, like you know what I mean? I'm one pints. You're like a drinking. <laughs> um what I was gonna ask you was, you know, because your name gets mentioned a lot on podcasts and stuff, would you not consider starting one yourself? I've thought about it. Because um, I'm looking for a co-host. You're looking for a co-host, <laughs> are you? I have thought about doing a podcast. Um, it's just figuring out what genre. Jo- me, mm. Myself and Joe McVeigh. Um, do you know the second best singer in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was meant to come on here not too long ago, but uh, things came up. fucking curly-haired cunt. 
What a bastard. No, uh, he I actually jo- joined Joe. He joined in that night. Me and David were recording the Gasworks. Did he? Six hour podcast. Me and David, David recorded and he joined in for the last two hours. Class. Full. He, uh, he, uh, Joe's brilliant mm. and he's been helping us do our recordings and mm-hmm. stuff like that just to get a bit of notoriety and just also all around great game. But um, mm. Joe and I had talked, blocked when we were blocked about doing a music podcast and, mm-hmm. you know, getting someone on. To talk about like an album, like going right, we're gonna listen to this album and then break it down, sort of thing, and then but then bring someone else on who really loves mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and then just have a chat or whatever. But I think Connor Keys already does something like that. <laughs> oh, he does best of the best, yeah, movie stuff. Um, I'm trying to get Pat McManus on. Oh, big Pat the gent. Oh, fuck, because I'm talking about Joe Plunky McComb. Yes, because he's currently touring with Pat. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get him on. I want to hear the stories. I oh, Pat will not Pat's a gentleman. Pat will not. Tell you any, any, I, any, I, any, any, any rude stories, but like you know, he's Plunky was time. Someone else we didn't talk about when we were talking about music. I know, Pat, 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 the fucking mama's boys. Fucking I know, and he had the opportunity to join White Snake, yeah. and he turned it down because he, he said his mama kill him. He's Pat, and he is, and I genuinely mean this now. The nicest man, mm-hmm. the nicest, and his his partner as well. Mm-hmm. Um, his manager, his manager, yes. <laughs> she is also. So so lovely, mm-hmm. and they they come to the Bardic shows every year that mm-hmm. they're on. Some place, like one place, I haven't been the Bardic. Have you not? No. Oh, you didn't see my award-winning performance then. <laughs> <Pretty. No. laughs> Did you see my award-winning performance at the Pav there three weeks ago? Oh, that's no? right. Uh, <laughs> oh, frig. Tit for tat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yours is more recent than mine as well. <laughs> I'll be dragging my award to the grave, and I'm like cremate me with this. I might wear it out tonight. Yeah, just round your shoulders. Because <laughs> William Thompson tried to get up my head, and it wouldn't fit. What? <laughs> Is it a crown of some sort? No, it was a fucking like a lanyard thing. Oh, right. And it wouldn't go around my head. Embarrassing as fuck. That's just William. A bigger he head. wasn't fit to do it. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> That's bad. I get a message from him now going, You're a fucking Catholic you're... bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I love Willie T so much. He's brilliant. He, he is brilliant. Like, he, he helped me a lot with my set as well. And I have watched. I have watched him grow. I watched from William. Like I remember, I think I remember being there on his first gig mm-hmm. uh, in Lavery's, mm-hmm. and I've just seen that how strong a comedian that he's got over yeah. the years. Mm-hmm. He's only um, like twenty four, isn't he? Twenty five. Yeah, and he's been doing it near fucking ten, nine, nine, ten years. To, them boys will always say you don't get to, to be a good comedian to like eight or nine years. Mm. But do you look? You know, they had that charity night mm-hmm. um, for Maureen. Over at, at Colin and Maureen's house. It was kind of an invite only thing, but it was yeah. to raise money. Mm-hmm. And you'd Colin, uh, Dave Elliott, uh, who I just was like, I haven't seen Dave doing stand up in so long. And mm-hmm. I was like, Dave is just brilliant at the minute. Gentleman. On top of his mm-hmm. game. Woodsy's also yeah. great. Shane was there, Connor Keys. Um, I'm probably missing someone else out. But because uh, I got f- so Butler blocked. probably was either. No. No. I got so fucking steaming mm-hmm. um, by accident. Mm hmm. <laughs> We delivered, I delivered, we just gave in our sort of band equipment mm-hmm. as a donation. I said, listen, instead of you having to hire out a PA, just use this. we just use our stuff. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So I went over to set it up and I went to Colin. I think he talked about it on his own podcast. I said, look, I goes, I am, I'm going to be blocked after two drinks. Mm-hmm. This is how tired I am. And I explained that I've only had like four sleeping, four hours sleep in like two days. Mm-hmm. And we went in, I think I had two margaritas. <laughs> and gone. I like, exorcism vomit all over my bed that Fuck night. Sake. Sarah like sl- she couldn't sleep. Mm. She stayed awake the mm. whole night. She was all like it was terrifying, Connor. Mm. Um, and I woke up the next morning and I was fucking fine. And we were <laughs> round back round to lift the stuff and they were taking the tent down. And Maureen was laughing. She was like, "You fully just purged your body last night. Now you feel great." And I was like, "I honestly feel yeah. like something just left my soul. Like my soul left my body, and now I've got a new <laughs> one, and I feel fantastic." Um. Right, we'll get a few questions in here. We'll wrap us up because I'm busting for a piss. That's all right. Um, and pints. Uh, let me see. Shaggy had one of them. Of Fuck course. Him. I love Shaggy. What a king. Top, top soil. He's a king. So he's he's a fu- me and him are doing PBs, yeah, that night. Is he going to do? He is. Um, right, that's the flag there because he hasn't told any of us that. He has. Oh, he, he's, he's released it in the podcast. I asked oh, him there oh right, right, right. Very good. My girlfriend, who is Begley? Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> who said that? My girlfriend. All oh, right. <laughs> who the fuck are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Um, Pierce Toner, right? Tell Bagley <laughs> to now play classical gas. <laughs> P- 
Pierce Toner is another, well, he's not even local, he's an RMA fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a musician mm-hmm. uh, and he's brilliant, but he's also, a bit like myself, a diehard Simpsons fan. Yes. Uh, and any sort of gigs, maybe he's playing on his own or we're playing and he's there, like me and Frankie are doing our wee two piece. Uh, we just shout Simpsons quotes at each other, so <laughs> that's that. And I play classical gas, which is what Lenny says to Lisa. Yeah. And so whenever he's there, I keep shouting, We want Chili Willie. <laughs> Hey, Pierce is a great, very funny, very, very, uh, very funny guy. Is he? Uh, very witty. Well, if he's uh, listening to the podcast. And a brilliant musician. Uh, not a brilliant shite. No, he's <laughs> third best singer in <laughs> Pierce Boner. Anyway, <laughs> uh, McLove, if you could travel anywhere in the world right now with no issue or cost, where would you go? Vietnam. Why? I'd love to go to Vietnam. Before, I've even, before you even get that out, Vietnam, I'd done Vietnam for a month. Mm-hmm. If... That's something that I'd always thought. If I hadn't met Sarah, mm-hmm. God, she's holding me back. No, I'm only <laughs> joking. If I hadn't met her and when the pandemic had ended, mm-hmm. that I'd lost my career mm-hmm. with music and I had no job, I'd have been straight out to Vietnam. Really? Yeah. Uh, James, Sean's not there anymore. Sean's in South Africa. Mm-hmm. But James is still set, out, set up over there. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just would have moved over. Mm-hmm. I loved every single second I was there. From right from from the food from, to uh, the people, it's the food that put me off. Oh, the food's unbelievable! I'm gonna go for a quick piss here now because I'm on Boston. Hang on, sorry, you're right. Oh. I'm all right. I could just sit here and ream off a some Simpsons quotes for you. Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Hey, what else? Oh, I've got enough. <sighs> And we're back. And we're back. Um, Where well, was I saying? Oh, the food's unbelievable. Actually, I'm currently going through Andy Bourdain's parts on that. Oh, the Hanoi ones, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, I, the, the food over there, it turns me. Seeing all the scorpions and fucking oh, all that shit. That's just a fucking, like a, more of a tourist attraction than anything. Mm. The food in Vietnam is is not that. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's a lot, all spices. I like, I like my spice. You want to get yourself down to Madame Pho, Madame Pho on Botanic? As we shouted for them, mm-hmm. uh, give me free fur, please. <laughs> they uh, do sort of probably the closest thing to an authentic Vietnamese cuisine. Really? Yeah, and there's none of that shit. Like none of that shit. A fur is probably if you if you're ever dying out of your asshole, mm-hmm. it'll just bring you right around. Cure you. It's dear. It's like fucking fourteen pound here, and you can get it for like one sixty in Vietnam. They just make it on the side of the street. Mm-hmm. Then you've got ah, oh, just it's just everything. Mm-hmm. It might look. Grubby you because you're getting fed from the side of a street uh, from just this. I was going to say, does that put you off at all? No, no not at all. Once you once you bite into something for the first time, you're like, this is the nicest thing. Everything's yeah. the nicest thing you've ever eaten. Because mm-hmm. uh, like when I was over in India, like dealing with street vendors and stuff, with mosas and stuff over there. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Like, looking at it, you'd, you'd be like, uh. but actually going up and fucking spend twenty rupees for a deadly feed. It's unreal. It's fucking deadly, like. I found that the, the street food was much nicer than any of the sit-in restaurants we went to. Really? Yeah. Fuck. So Vietnam, 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 all day, every day. Also, if you're home alone and going for a shite, are you locking the bathroom door? No. I shite with the door open. Door people open. At home. I did earlier on today. Sorry, Sarah. Even yeah, if even if people are at the house, I'd fucking shit there with it open. No, I live on my own. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to lock the door. I th- I, fi- I find Fair. myself if because I always lock my front door anyway mm-hmm. when I come in. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, if there's no one else in the house, why, why am I locked? Who am I locking the door from? What, what, who, you know, I, I I want to hear if someone's breaking into the house. True. You know, yeah. I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to trap myself. Like when when I get a house in Belfast myself, I'm taking all the doors off the hinges because I don't all want doors the, in the house. All, all the doors. Um, just an open plan. Yeah. <laughs> like no no Jim Morrison at all. <laughs> just a bathroom beside the sink. Yeah. Just right in the corner. No, I think that I love like when them ever we're together, or, or we're staying in each other's houses. Like I do, and t- I take twenty minutes minimum shit. Oh, I am the same, and that's for thinking. I do. You, do you actually shit for twenty minutes? Or no, do you no, like no, shit no. for thirty seconds, and just sit. I will just we'll see if I could squeeze anything else third. <laughs> you know what? We'll sit for a while, and that's what. Um, funny enough, that's one of the biggest things I hate about school. Ah, uh, can't get a good decent day shade. Do you ever wipe and it's just like my wiping a marker? It's just a wipe and it's just there's times where it's like, what did I eat last night? This is just will not quit. Or you wipe and you're like, there's nothing there. Like, did I even shit? Yeah. The ghosty, as Kevin Bridges would say. 
Well, then there's the ones you're like, I made a fucking colon cancer here. This is, <laughs> this is terrible. Some men are like a real shotgun blast. You bang, and that's it. That's just being unhealthy, man, isn't it? <sighs> that's pain it is. for you. It is. That's fucking right. Is I've had my first Guinness poo not too long ago. Okay, your first? Actually, I haven't. I haven't drank Guinness this year. Really? Aye. Not a fan. It wasn't a fan. I'd be drinking a skin full of it. Oh no, I'm not gonna hear it. I like tenants. I'm a drum. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> we'll finish off with Shaggy here. If Connor was a rapper, what would his rapper name be and the name of his first album? <laughs> That's that. a good question. That's a brilliant what question. Would my ra- I'm not quick enough off the mark. Mine would be Little Maddie. Little what? Little Maddie. Why? Every episode I have, I make a Madeline McCann reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And my debut album would be Neglect. Oh my, brilliant. You've been thinking about that? That was my episode four. Hey, <laughs> fuck, if I had a rap name, what would it be? Mm-hmm. I need some more Nature Valley Bar. I don't know, just real obvious, you would just be like, fucking... MC Beggars. Little Beggs or some shit like that. <laughs> and what would my first album be? New Year's. Keith Little. <laughs> I'm the Poundland version of Keith Lemon. Hey, what would my... <laughs> you're laughing now. You just, you've just seen it, have you? Yep. Hey, I don't know, what would my first album be? Um... Probably something, and, and I'll I'll be fucking raging, like in, in an hour's time. I'll think of something really, really clever. If you think of something really clever, we'll record it on the phone yeah. and just include it in. Just put at the very start. At the very start. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Shaggy. This is what my rapper name's going to be. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's us. Thanks for coming on. No bother. Thanks for having me. That's been great. It's, it's nice to finally meet you. I know you too. Now we're uh, going to bond even further over. Yeah, can't wait to cuddle tonight. I mean, what delicious plantains! I can't wait. Great. Right now. Uh, you can find me at uh, yes, fair <laughs> plug everything. I'm fuck. plugging everything to yeah. fuck at one Connor Begley. I think mm-hmm. it is or Connor Begley one something mm-hmm. on Instagram, Twitter, and then Deja Vu Wedding Band. Mm-hmm. What well, Deja Vu Wedding Band NA? I yep. think we had to go for yep. for um, Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you want to check us out there, we don't have a lot of content up just yet because we rebranded. Yes, but uh, it's there. There's stuff coming. Book us for your gigs. We can scale down to just two, three of us if you need. Um, yeah. Come and see. Uh, let me plug some other things here. Go fucking nuts! My youth theater. The people are switched off at this point. <laughs> Our youth theater are doing their. I'll put this bit in the middle. Usual panto, mm-hmm. um, and that's on in January. I don't know the dates. It's called mm-hmm. Ever After. Mm-hmm. Then Bardic will have their musical. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been confirmed the name of it yet. That hasn't been released. Mm-hmm. And then Crack Theater are performing nine to five in at the end of February next year. Class. I have a wee small part in that too. Class. So well, go be- before you go, any life advice to listeners? Any life advice for the mm. listeners? I think I sort of said a wee bit um, yeah. earlier on. Like this isn't the, this isn't a preview. Mm. There's um, no free trial. In life. There's no free trial. There's uh, I know those are all cliche things. Mm. Um, never let the sun set on an argument. Yes, don't go to sleep on an argument. Either. I like that. Mm. Um, you know, say your piece, and uh, life is too short to be falling out over silly silly things. shit. Big time, really silly things. So big time. Enjoy, enjoy what you got. Enjoy it while you have it, because mm. it's only here for a while. Big time. Well, that's been Begs, and that's been moi. With the morning of the day, and good luck. Bye. Bye.